We do have a property where they're showing units that are not staged, making that suggestion, making that request. Let's try to start staging a property. And maybe it is a little bit of extra work, I assume, for property managers to move that furniture in and out of those units, have a place to store it if there isn't a vacant unit. You're listening to The Life and Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Well, hello, everyone. I'm your host, Annie Dickerson, here with my fabulous co-host, Susan Elliott. Susan, how are you today? I'm doing good. Happy summer. Indeed. As we're recording this, I'm just coming off of, oh man, almost three weeks of family vacation to the Carolinas with my family. We went to the beach, we went to Asheville, and we spent some time in Charleston. But boy, am I glad to be out of that humidity. (laughs) It's hot down there. Quite different. I grew up on that side of the country, but now live on the West Coast. So I know very well what that's like getting used to it. It's different kind of heat. That's for sure. Indeed. Indeed. But Yeah, it was good. As we always talk about that life by design and so grateful just to be able to spend that time with my kids, making memories. And we were out with my husband's whole family. He has three sisters and all their kids and his parents. We rented out a big beach house. It was on the beach. So it had a walkway onto the beach and it had an elevator too. It was one of those houses. So it was massive. Three floors. We hunkered down every day was just a lazy beach day and we took turns cooking and you know it was one of those little beach towns with like an ice cream shop and a convenience store where you like bike down the street and there's a little carnival mm-hmm. and so it's very little gift yeah, shop neat. that's neat the elevator had to make it just so much more vacation <laughs> for the kids too but this very quickly we had to establish some rules around the elevator <laughs> When there's buttons and mechanical things. Oh, yes. That's funny. Oh, yeah. And you've got a vacation coming up with your family, too. I do. I do. We're just not even on purpose, but strategically overlapped our one week of work time here so we can connect. I like that how that happened. But next week, we leave on Friday to go on a five-day river trip in the Northwest. This one will be on the Grand Ronde River in sort of the northeastern side of Oregon. And it's one of these like gorgeous wilderness backcountry trips where you feel transported immediately into the wilderness. And so to give that to our kids is one of our biggest whys as well. We're going to raft with two other families and it's great. We're really excited. So I've never been on one of these extended rafting trips. So when you're going, you're bringing everything with you. Is that right? It's like you have your tent and all your exactly. Yeah. And all of your food, your camping supplies, anything that you'll need for five days. There's something really freeing in that though, because we have this sort of like, if you don't have it, you don't need it. Yeah. Which makes you double check twice. You have your med kits. We have, it's a Garmin device that Mm -hmm. can, what used to be satellite phones. The new technology is this of being able to call and send out text messages from anywhere. So safety kind of being able to be in communication, especially with young kids. That's really important to us. But now even just as parents on our own trips into the wilderness, we do that. But it's nice. We bring some like books and little bits of toys for the kids, but mostly they turn anything into games and toys and 
playground. So we'll get to a campsite and there'll be just massive trees and a, maybe a sandy beach, maybe a rocky beach, maybe a hillside. And seeing their little creative brains go into play in this kind of area is one of the most joyful things to be able to witness. You're really seeing how a kid and play is something that just happens naturally and easy. You don't really need too much to kick that into view. Especially my daughter who's five now, her knowledge and understanding of the natural world, it sometimes just blows my mind. You know, she learns a lot of that in school and preschool, she'll be going into kindergarten, but she knows about bugs and about the river and the rocks and the rapids and the campsites and setting up her stove. And it's wonderful. It's really good immersion time. Yeah. And really good, wholesome vacation time to have that time together with no screens, no devices. And it allows you to be really present in that moment with them and for them to be present in that moment with you. And how cool, I mean, just to be out there in the wilderness and for them to just really play with all the things that are around. I feel like as adults, I would like more of that time. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, I do too. I'm grateful that it feels like a vacation for me too. even having a one and a five-year-old. I'm exhausted. Don't get me wrong by the end of it. I do get less sleep when we camp than when we're at home. I come home feeling like I need vacation from vacation, but that can happen at any time. And there's challenges along the way, but it's really great environment to help teach overcoming challenges and having a little bit of perseverance to get through things, the hard times. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm hot. All of that kind of thing. So that's just that 101 with kids. My, that was always my favorite thing about traveling with little kids was having to improvise all the time, constantly. Even if you come as prepared as you possibly can be, there's always things that throw a curveball at you. And I remember changing diapers in all sorts of crazy places. But then what that does is when you get home, you're like, wow, how amazing is it that I have a changing table all set up for me? This is so easy. And it makes makes everything easy. (laughs) I love that about it. It's like, oh, I just get to sit, climb into my bed. I don't have to set it up. Oh, right. Well, anyway, I know we could talk about kids and travel all day long, but we are going to dive into a really fun and special topic today. We're going to talk about my recent on-site where I got to do some secret shopping at some of our properties. And we're going to talk about what that process is like and how you, as a listener, you can do it too, what you might get out of it and why it's so important to our overall process, especially why it's so important to asset management. But before we dive into all of that, we did want to let you know, as of this recording, we have less than $100,000 in spots left for our Good Egg Growth Fund One, which is our crowdfunding offering where you can invest alongside us for as little as $10,000, whether you're accredited or not, into the Encore Metro at Millennia, which is a fantastic class A multifamily property in a one of the best submarkets in Orlando, Florida. So if you want to, we highly recommend you jump in now. Maybe there's still some spots left when you're listening to this. Go to goodegginvestments.com slash growth to learn all about that and to jump in with your investment if 
by chance you listen to this and you get to that page and it says we're all full, no worries. You can join the wait list or you can also go to our main site, goodegginvestments.com and click on the open deals tab and you can see what else we have available. We plan to have more crowdfunding offerings available in the coming weeks and months as well. So stay tuned for that. Past couple yeah. of weeks where that you've yeah. been on vacation have just been so exciting with the growth fund. I have a particular passion for helping non-accredited investors as I'm currently non-accredited too. And just trying to pull all the strings I have to save money to invest as much as I can now and seeing how many people were able to join us in this so quickly. It really tells me that this is something that's making people's lives easier as an investor. It's making it more possible and open to more people. It's just so exciting. It filled up really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can help more people along the way. Yeah. I mean, where else are you going to find the opportunity to invest for as little as 10K, 15K, 20K in solid real estate investments? I mean, you have to have a good deal more than that to invest in a good rental property. And then you have to deal with all the headaches of being a landlord, which I know we've both been there. So no, thank you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It is opening it up to a new batch of sort of early stage investors where you've saved up a good chunk of change. And maybe the limiting belief there is, oh, I have to grow this in the stock market in order to get it to a point where I can buy real estate with it, whether that's your primary residence or something else. But thinking about needing to save up 50,000, 100,000 just to buy one single property is really hard. Whereas a lot of people can save $10,000 every year, $20,000 every year. So to begin deploying that now is going to make huge leaps and bounds for your progress later on, instead of waiting to build that up over time. Mm -hmm. I could not agree more. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, shall we transition? Let's talk about some secret shopping. Uh, I'm so excited about this because (laughs) just the nature of secret shopping has this kind of clandestine feel (laughs) to it. And it is such a valuable way to gain insights into the properties we own, the properties we're evaluating for ownership that we're looking into purchasing, and then the properties in the area. So much of our analysis is based on comparables or comps. So where else can people go to find homes or to stay in hotels in the area, whatever asset class we're looking at? So tell us about what your trip to North Carolina was like. Yeah. And so I was so grateful that I got a chance to do this. I don't get to do it very often, but we were staying near Wilmington and we have a couple of properties in Wilmington, North Carolina. And first of all, this market... Oh my gosh. If you have not been in Wilmington, it is just exploding. There are so many new developments happening all over the place. And there wasn't a ton of like backed up traffic, but I could tell that within the next few years, there's going to be some traffic problems because there's a lot of cars and they're going to have to build up some new infrastructure because there's just so much growth happening. I mean, if you think about it, right? Like as people are moving to remote work or looking for remote work opportunities, they don't want to live in the middle of nowhere. or They don't want to live where it's super expensive, like here in the Bay Area where I am. They want access to those amenities like beaches and nice shopping, nice food and restaurants, but they don't want to have to pay those high prices. And Wilmington is one of those 
up and coming markets that is just people are finding this little seaside town as not so little anymore. But right outside of Wilmington is Leland, where two of our properties are located. And it was my first time in Wilmington or Leland. And I was struck by just how accessible the whole area is and how much of everything there is. There's all the amenities. You've got good schools. You've got good number of jobs moving into the area. And so I got to, on this one day, uh, it was a week or two ago now, I got to leave my kids with my husband and I got to go put on my secret shopper hat. And just for the listener, just so you have some context, obviously every week, sometimes every day, we're following up with our property managers who are our boots on the ground. They're taking care of these properties on a day-to-day basis. So all of the maintenance, all of the repairs, the landscaping, all of the rents, the tenant applications, they're taking care of all of that. And we as asset managers, we're making sure that we're working hand-in-hand with them to execute on the business plan, make sure everything's going according to plan and to adjust as needed. But it's like double checking your work. That's what I think of mm-hmm. when I think of secret shopping. Stephen from Good Egg comes back with asset management reports. He's in contact with those folks, as you just mentioned, and he comes back with the numbers and what they're doing to tweak occupancies and vacancies. But it's sort of like coworkers relating to each other, but like, what is the experience and the actual, like, what is actually happening if a tenant comes and inquires about this property? What is the feeling you get when you're there? I like how it is, like you said, checking the work of holding them accountable to what they're reporting to us on the asset management side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'll tell you about my experience. I'm not a pro secret shopper by any means, but I make up a good story here and there. But for the listener, you can also, and we highly recommend that you go and test this out for yourself, especially if you're considering investing in multifamily. This can be a great way for you to get to know some properties, whether it's properties you're investing in or thinking about investing in or not. You're just checking out an area. This can be a great way to get to know some properties. So basically what I did, I had five properties on my list two of which were properties that we own and three of which were comparables. So basically I went in, I didn't make up a whole lot. I know some people go in with a whole story of who they are. It's like you're in the CIA, right? You've got this whole alternative identity, but I didn't do that because they will take your name, they'll take your email address, they'll take your phone number. And so I didn't want to make up too much. So I gave them my actual name, my actual email address and my phone number. and then. From there, you get to kind of experience, like you're saying, experience what it's like to be a prospective tenant. And so I start from the very beginning, even before I walk into the leasing office, I'm looking for signs. And so as I'm driving in, I'm looking at, okay, where is this property located? What's around here? Are there developments going on? What's the view like as I'm driving in either a resident of this property or a prospective resident of this property? And what's my first impression? Okay. So I'm taking note of that and I'm driving into the parking lot and I'm looking at, okay, 
Like, is it nicely paved or are the lines newly painted? Does it look clean? Does the property overall look nicely taken care of? So I'm really- Like first impressions. Exactly. First impressions. Before I even talk to anybody, before I even look at anything, I am getting those first impressions. So I'm also clearing my mind, making sure I don't bring in any of my preconceived notions about this property, the performance so far, any conversations we've had with the property manager. I'm just coming in with a clean slate. So then I go and I look for the leasing office. Now, depending on the property, the leasing office might not always be easy to find. I've secret shopped some properties where I've looked around. I'm like, where do I even go to talk to somebody? I don't even know. The first one that I shopped, which was Waterley at Leland, which is a property, 248 unit class A multifamily property we purchased in 2021. And I drove up. And first of all, my first impressions were that I was very impressed with how nice and clean the property was from the outside and also what a great location it was because it was set away from this really busy road with big box stores. There was a Walmart. There's a new, I think it was a Lowe's or a Home Depot going in really close by within walking distance of Walmart. How cool is that? And there's all these restaurants and doctor's offices nearby. So I was taking stock of that and is the first property right off that busy road. So my first impression was, this is a great location. This is very accessible for me as a potential resident of this property. I want to be here where I can easily get out to the road, but yet I'm set away from this busy road. So there's no traffic noise. And so I drive up, I park, and then I go into the lobby area. And again, first impressions before I ever talk to anybody, I'm looking and I'm questioning myself. I'm like, where should I go? Do I talk to somebody? Was there somebody? And at this particular property, which is one that we own, there wasn't somebody to greet me right away. And so that's something I'm going to put into the reports. That's the other thing is after each of these visits, we do a full report to talk about all of our feedback, to make sure that the property manager has those insights so that they can continually improve as well. But I walked in the door. I was very impressed by the look and the feel of the lobby. There were a few other people in there. And from overhearing their conversations, I think they were residents. They were getting their coffee. There was a nice little coffee station. There were also, oh, Susan, you would have loved this. There's some like workstations. There's like free Wi-Fi. It's air conditioned. There's like great lighting. There's like a bar area. There's like a meeting room that you can reserve to. And then straight ahead of me was this glistening pool. And there were families out there. And so- What a great response to the shift in kind of remote working culture where we know you're upstairs in your office working, but you're going to want a break. You're going to want to have that pool in your background at some point in one call you're doing. So I bet you that was something that also has evolved in the past few years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I was taking in my first impressions, getting my lay of the land, and then the leasing agent walked out to greet me. 
And so at that point, then we started up a conversation. She brought me back to her office and started to ask me some questions, take down my information so that she could then take me to see some of the units. And this was an interesting, and this is why it's always great to visit a few different properties because then you can compare what the experience is like and see what you like personally and also what works. So she sat me down and she asked me some great basic questions about how did I find the property? What was I looking for? When was I looking to move? When I told her about my family and we're here visiting some family and we're thinking of maybe making a move. And if we did, it would be within the next few months. So she got some good basic information so that she could then serve me with the type of information that I would be looking for. Then she proceeded to then show me some of the units that were available. And what was great about the setup that we have at Waterley is that all of the most up-to-date information on the pricing and the availability of the units is all on the website. And so it's not like she was handing me flyers of things that would be out of date. She was showing me at any time I could go on the website myself and see the most up-to-date information. It would be super easy for me to just apply right there. So she showed me that whole process. So I felt really taken care of. I was like, oh, wow, this is super easy. I don't have to call anybody back. I don't have to send in any paper forms. I can just go to the website at any point. And that was a real selling point for me because that was something I didn't see at the other four properties that I walked through was they gave me nice pamphlets and folders of printouts, but nobody said to me, you can find exactly which unit you want to live in, exactly what price you will pay, exactly what floor it's going to be on at any time on the website. I thought that was a really great selling point. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid, like we were, that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations. And as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. 
Now, in your experience with all of the properties that we own within Good Egg, is that just a class A kind of experience? Is that like the best of the class A experience? Where they're investing in their website in all of this technology behind it to help their tenants to get in new tenants to attract a certain rate of tenant that's going to come in and be able to live here? Are other class A properties not providing that? Yeah. So it's something we put a real priority on our web presence whenever we acquire a property. And so for any of our properties, you can go and see the websites and they're all different. Not everyone is exactly like this one. All of the other properties that I walk through, which I would say the other four properties were all class A, maybe class B plus properties. The websites were all pretty good. But this was the only one where I saw that you had those up-to-date units right there on the website, Mm -hmm. which I thought Mm -hmm. was really slick. Yeah, I could see that being nice and slick. I would like that too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So from there, then we went to walk the units. And so this is where you can have a little fun too, is you get to actually see what the inside of these units look like. And as the leasing agent is walking you through, usually they are talking to you about what it's like to live here, the types, what the experience might be like, maybe how old the property is or some of the features, the benefits. She showed me the bike storage area. They even had a kayak storage area, which I would love. Yes. (laughs) Of course, the pool. And then we walked through a couple of buildings to get to this unit that she showed me, which Here's another difference as you're secret shopping. You'll notice that some properties have these units that they're showing that are very well staged. It's like you're walking into a catalog. You've Mm -hmm. got the nice couches, the tables, everything there. So you can really imagine yourself living there. I've also walked through properties where it's totally vacant. And it's just a different experience. But again, as a secret shopper, that was something that I took note of like, oh, interesting. This one's vacant versus this one is fully staged. But that particular one that I walked through was fully staged and it had some really neat features too. I can't remember exactly, but I want to say the windows or something, there were some neat little features that I saw. And then as I'm walking through, she's telling me about... This is one of our two-bedroom units, and this is the square footage. This is the type of countertop. This is the flooring. Washer dryers are included. You can also add on trash valet. She's like walking, talking brochure for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it really gave me the full experience of thinking about what it might be like to live there. Mm -hmm. I love this because I'm hearing ways that we're able to help guide our property managers on the ground team to tweak the property in small ways that can make big changes. So for instance, if we do have a property where they're showing units that are not staged, making that suggestion, making that request that let's try to start staging a property. And maybe it is a little bit of extra work, I assume, for property managers to move that furniture in and out of those units, have a place to store it if there isn't a vacant unit or that sort of thing. But it could mean that yeah, that's a good problem to have, that yeah. no vacant units to be able to put your furniture in. Just like building on our long list of things to help property managers with asset mm-hmm. managers at this higher level. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. It's really a partnership. 
it's not like I was going in there to be like, oh, you're doing this all wrong. I was really going in there to experience what it was like and to be able to give insights and feedback because they have blind spots just like we have blind spots. And so giving them that feedback and those ideas so that together we can improve the experience and improve the property even further. Okay. So I won't dwell too much on it, but I had a lot of fun. And then the last part, which is, it's always my favorite part is when I say goodbye to the leasing agent and I say, you know what, would it be okay if I just walked around a little bit and checked out some more of what it's like, this community? And they're always like, yeah, take your time. And often they will usually at the beginning or even during the unit walk, they'll offer drinks. So they'll be like, oh, she opened the refrigerator and the staging unit. It was fully stocked. I got myself a Pellegrino (sighs) to walk around the property with. It was great. So she goes back to her office. And this is my favorite part of secret shopping is when I've seen the units, I've experienced the first impression. Now I'm really walking through the property And I'm looking for any hints that there might be something that's awry or something that's not being taken care of, something that maybe the property manager might have missed. And so at this particular property, it's 248 units, like I mentioned. So it was not a short walk and it was hot and humid, but I walked through the whole thing and I walked upstairs and downstairs. I I wanted to see, is there good lighting in these hallways? And is there trash along the sides of these hallways outside along the corridors? What about the landscaping? Is the landscaping taken care of? There had just been a big storm the night before. I saw some water, but I saw not water in the units, but water on the grassy areas. But I saw landscapers already there that next day. The storm was just the night before, but there that morning and they were starting to clean up. And so that was a good sign. I'm looking at the roofs, making sure that everything's in good condition, the sight lines, making sure that the units are clean. Nobody's hanging their laundry from their windows and no bikes hanging out on the balconies. Because overall, I'm just trying to get a really good read on what a prospective tenant would see when they come. Because at the end of the day, there's lots of these properties very close by. And we want to make sure whatever we can do, every little thing counts when a prospective tenant walks in. We want to make sure that we've got everything buttoned up as much as possible. So it's a no-brainer for them. They say, oh my gosh, this is the one. This is the one. I don't even have to go any further. I don't have to look at the other ones. This is the one. And so that's the experience we're trying to create. And especially at this point in the market cycle, it's so important to have that tip-top asset management because that's really what will set one property as apart from all the rest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Little differences. And then you went and actually saw those other properties. And so I would assume be able to say, they weren't doing this at this one or they were, and even to get more ideas of how to level up our presence in the market. So tell us about what you found at the comparables you shopped. Yeah. So they were all quite different. They were all class A or B plus properties. So they were all really nice, but it was just little things, right? Like sometimes they didn't have a sign for the leasing office. And I was stuck wandering around trying to figure out where I could talk to somebody. 
sometimes the parking lot wasn't paved very nicely or the first impression I would drive up and I would see, oh, some of the exterior just looked kind of dated. Or sometimes there was one property I went to where the parking lot, like the way that it was arranged was kind of awkward. And I noticed that as I was driving through. I looked at the pools. There were some with really nice pool furniture, some with not so nice pool furniture, some with people who were actually in the pools, some without people in the pools, some with lots of cars parked outside, which these days is not necessarily a bad. We used to say, if you see a lot of cars parked, it's not necessarily a good thing because that means people aren't working during the day and you want people to be out working. But these days it could be not work. true anymore. The world has changed. Yeah. But it wow, was- did you talk to any of the residents? Were you able to ask them how they liked where they lived? Yeah. So I did talk to a couple of people and want to disturb them too much because they were enjoying their time. But yeah, I asked them what it's like to live here. I told them I'm thinking of potentially moving here and not even to hear like them because I didn't need them to sell me on, oh, there's a bike storage here, but really to hear the tone of voice and to hear their excitement. And I did hear that. And they told me about, oh, you're going to love it here. I moved here several months ago and it's such a quiet community. I love it here. I have my dog or I have my kids. And just to hear about their experience from their perspective was just added another layer to the secret shopping, to my knowledge about what it would be like to actually live in this community. Yeah. It makes me think of, I think Steven said at one point that he's secret shops and he'll talk to residents and say, he's looking at this unit or this apartment building Mm -hmm. for his daughter. And what is the, is it safe at night? Mm -hmm. Is it good for this certain age group of young adults, young professionals? And I liked that he sort of took that spin maybe to himself, sort of be able to have more conversations as an older male in a place to talk to people in an authentic way. And and he does have kids. So I could see that being also authentic in that way of like, would I want my daughter living here? Would I want my Mm -hmm. kids feeling at home here? That's another perspective that we can have when we do secret shopping. And so that reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah. And here's another tip for anybody who's thinking about doing it. And you could do this, whether you're looking at big properties or whether you're even looking at different comps for your rental properties as well, is to drive by at different times of day. That's always something I try to do is go back at night and see, is there adequate lighting? What does that feel that you get when you're there at night versus in broad daylight, that can definitely tell you some things that you might not notice the first time around. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, for the listener, we highly recommend, you don't even have to travel. You can do this in your own neighborhood and just find on Google Maps, some local apartments. And usually for the bigger ones, they'll always have somebody on site But you can check the website and see if you need to make any appointments or check what times they're open, especially if you're 
new to multifamily or thinking about getting into it, this can be a great way just to give you some real on the ground experience of what it is that you might actually be investing in. So it's not just something that you see on an investment summary, but you're actually walking through. And that also gives you more insights into the questions that you might ask as you're thinking about investing in a multifamily. That's what I was thinking too, to help people develop their own sort of investment thesis and like what types of properties do they like want to put their money in? Do they want to see grow? What do they value as an experience on a property Is it just the numbers and the metrics behind it? Or is it the experience that you're giving to the tenants that are living there? Or maybe it's a combination of both. And you can really understand the distinctions between a class C, a class B, a class A Mm -hmm. property. Oh, that's where the other income is coming from. I see the laundry machines. And to really be able to put an actual experience to these documents that you might be reviewing on investment opportunities. like yeah, Yeah, that can really help put some concrete images on this thing that we do that is passive investing. Exactly. Exactly. And I know some people, they want to wait until they can do like bus tour. There's sometimes these groups that'll do a bus tour of these apartment communities from the owner's perspective. And that's definitely valuable too. But I think there's no reason that you need to wait to go on a bus tour. You can just go and secret shop any multifamily property on your own and kind of get your own take on it. So that's your homework. Go find one to secret shop and report back. Let us know how it went. We would love to hear all about it. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, it just makes you a stronger investor to have these different perspectives, not just to see it on paper and to invest your money, but to really see it as a living, breathing community, which it is. And that's why we're so passionate about the impact piece, not just acquiring a property and turning a profit, but really helping to revitalize those properties and making those communities nice and safe places to live. Because once you step foot there, you see the families there, it becomes more than just an investment on paper. It really is a full breathing community. And so highly recommend the secret shopping experience. And again, if any of you are looking for an investment in real estate and you want to do it passively, we invite you to invest alongside us. We have a number of different investment opportunities open right now. You heard at the top of the episode that we have just a tiny bit of room left in our crowdfunding offering, which is open to both accredited and non-accredited investors at a minimum of 10,000. And so you can go to goodegginvestments.com slash growth to learn more about that or to learn about our other opportunities. Just go to goodegginvestments.com slash deals. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this fantastic conversation on secret shopping. Susan, any last thoughts? No, thanks for sharing your tips. I think that it's people may not even know what to look out for when they do a secret shop. So all of your little tidbits, the parking lot, for example, like <laughs> that is part of your experience. You may not acknowledge it or say like, oh, there's there's a crack there. Oh, I'm not going to live here. But that's something that you're internalizing. So those are all really great tips. And for getting started as an investor, for honing in on, on the types of investments you want to keep making. So mm-hmm. everybody or take a little bit of getting- action. Or just getting a free beverage because I was offered a free beverage at more than a one. A Pellegrino so, on a hot, humid day. <laughs> That's right. 
All right. Thanks everyone for listening. And we'll catch you next time on another episode of the Life and Money Show. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of this show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations.